Hey friends, I'm Becky Davidson. Welcome to the Rising Above Ministries podcast, where we share stories of hope, inspiration, and encouragement from special needs families from around the world. Okay, so have you checked out the Rising Above app lately? You know, we have so many amazing resources for families impacted by disability on our free app. And we are adding more content to the app each week. So if you haven't visited it in a while, be sure to check it out. And if you haven't downloaded it yet, do it today. You can find it in the App Store or on Google Play. And there's just so many things that we have available to encourage and inspire special needs families on their journey as they raise their amazing children. Now, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Stephen Bechtel. And Stephen is the dad to his daughter, Jojo, who has Down syndrome. He's also the founder and president of 321 Tribe, which was birthed out of the life of his daughter, Jojo. And I was so encouraged to hear how they are loving and serving families impacted by disability. And I'm sure that you will be as well. Hey, Stephen, thank you so much for joining us for the podcast today. I am excited to get to have this conversation with you. Well, thanks for having me. We are glad that you are here. And, um, you know, you live here in the same town where I live, but we have actually never met before. So tell us a little bit about you and about your family. Uh, Well, I was born and raised here in Sparta, Tennessee. Uh, I'm a veteran. I'm also a... uh, father uh i have a four-year-old well she'll be four in uh october and she has down syndrome trisomy 21 and uh life changing and she's been through a, a whole lot last year and still going through a lot but uh it hasn't affected her spirit at all and uh she's really inspiring to me and pretty much everybody she meets well, I saw photos of her on your website and she is precious. Oh my goodness. So, so cute. And, um, you know, I know, you know, I'm a special needs mom and I know early on when you get those diagnoses, it can really wreck your world and and turn your life upside down. And so did you know about uh, that before she was born that she was going to have Down syndrome or was it a surprise at birth? How, how did you kind of find out about that? Um, we did know uh, her mother had the blood test done to find out the gender. And uh, the results came back that we were about close to 90% for at risk for trisomy 21. Yeah. But we done another blood test and that one was an even higher percentage. Mm. So we knew we were going to have a little girl and we knew that she was going to have Down syndrome. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was a. Uh, wasn't very scary for me. Her mother is the research type. Mm-hmm. So yeah. her mom immediately started researching Down syndrome and everything that comes along with it. So her mom was a little more prepared than I was. I was, you know, never had a lot to do with people or children with Down syndrome. I just knew that they were happy and loving people. Mm-hmm. And you know, it wasn't the end of the world that we were going to have a child with Down syndrome. And I was right. actually kind of excited about it. You know, Well, I love hearing that because so often that is not the case. You know, so often the story is so different for a lot of people and everybody's different on this journey. And, you know, when you have a child, as you now know, have when you have a child with special needs, it changes you. And so oh, yeah. how, how has JoJo changed you and your perspective on life? 
<laughs> it's a, uh, uh, it's, I always had this kind of uh, an outlook on life, like, you know, tomorrow's another day, but JoJo really brought that, brought that back to home. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, she, she's got a really tough road ahead of her to get, you know, past all of her struggles that she's had here recently. Mm-hmm. And she's always happy. Yes. She's always smiling and yeah. she's loving. And I guess she just taught me really what the word love means. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, the one of the main characteristics that outward characteristics that people with Down syndrome have is their ability to love. Yeah. We in the tribe say that that extra chromosome is their love chromosome. Mm. That's where, you know, they were gifted with that at birth and that's yeah. where they keep all that love. But uh, it's just an unconditional love. And, it, it, you know, it, that's how she changed me. The biggest mm-hmm. way she changed me. Yeah. And it's unconditional. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are, or what you look like or what you do. It's just this beautiful, unconditional love. Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful. So beautiful. Well, I noticed on your website that we're going to talk about here in just a minute about what what it is that you do that's so amazing. But I noticed on the website that you have a prayer room and you you actually do have a chaplain who's part of what you do. But I noticed on in that prayer room that you they were asking for prayers for your sweet little Jojo. And she had spent what, 125 days in the hospital. Yes, it was over a hundred days. 125 sounds pretty close. And so what in the world was going on and what was that like for you as her dad? Uh, well, she, uh, she had an incident in February. I was at work. I worked night shift at Nissan in Smyrna at the time. And uh, her mother called me while I was at work and said that JoJo had stopped breathing or that she wasn't breathing well. Yeah. And she was rushing her to Vanderbilt, which thank God her mother done that because if she, I believe if she hadn't just went ahead and took her on to Vanderbilt, that she wouldn't be with us. Yeah. Wow. By the time she got to Vanderbilt with her, JoJo had completely stopped breathing, was blue and unconscious. Wow. So, of course, Vanderbilt got to work on her. And uh, it was about 12 days that JoJo, they they spent time. She was intubated. They were taking the the breathing tube out and trying to get her to breathe on her own and trying different life support. And really, you know, she tested negative for COVID and tested negative for all kinds of viruses. And so they knew it wasn't viral. There was some inflammation in her airways, but it wasn't. They didn't feel like it was enough to warrant what was the symptoms that Jojo was giving us. So several attempts to get Jojo to breathe on her own and she, she would breathe, but it just wasn't enough. It, they called it guppy breathing. You know, mm. it kind of looked like a fish in a, in a, a tank just yeah. struggling to breathe. And uh, they eventually done an MRI and found that uh, she had I, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name yeah. of it. The, the, the acronym is AII. Wow. And basically, it's a uh, a birth defect that's really uncommon even mm. in children with Down syndrome. It's, it's so uncommon that they don't even test for it anymore Goodness. unless the child's going to do like Special Olympics or mm-hmm. some kind of contact sport. 
So what it is is her C1 and C2 vertebrae were kind of rolled over and pinching and stretching her spinal cord. Goodness. And it was it was causing uh, the parts of her involuntary nervous system that control breathing to basically act up. So her her brain was having trouble sending signals, you know, to make her breathe. Wow. So she had to have a neck surgery. She had a, a piece of her hip taken out, a bone out of her hip and grafted in her neck to straighten her spinal cord. Um, during all this, she dealt with blood clots and head lice and, you know, yes. withdrawals from narcotics, from pain mm-hmm. medication, from all the surgery and just stuff that children should never have to deal with. Yeah. And uh, she had to have a trach put in, which she still has, and she's on a ventilator. And uh, she had the trach put in. She was in a halo for her neck surgery for about six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then in a neck brace after that for about another six weeks. And the trach was installed because with the halo, you know, it was all around her head. And there was really no no way to get the kind of oxygen support that JoJo needed other than having a trach. You know, they, they couldn't get a mask on her. They couldn't yeah. put the cannulation. It just wasn't enough to provide the pressure that she needed for her lungs. So in July, she came home and uh, she's still on the trach, still on the ventilator. Mm-hmm. But the good news is that she spends hours of a day, hours a day now, I, completely free of the ventilator. Right. And she actually gets, I think personally, and this is not a doctor's opinion or anything else, but I think she's so stubborn where she's got used to being <laughs> on that ventilator that she doesn't believe she can be off the ventilator. Mm, so yeah. the way her mother describes it to me when, and I've, I've seen it kind of happen myself when I've been visiting her, is that uh, she notices that she's not attached to that ventilator anymore and she gets mad. And then that, that causes her oxygen levels to drop and yeah. she has to be put back on it. But it, it's nothing, you know, it's not like a uh, extremely life-threatening situation when it happens or anything. So, Well, and what I noticed about the pictures that I saw on the website was that she's smiling. I mean, even oh, with yeah. the halo, wearing the halo, even... She, you know, showing her, uh, you know, hooked up to all kinds of machines. She was still smiling and mm-hmm. it was so sweet to see that her, her precious little face. And even in spite of all that she was going through, uh, she still was smiling even through all that. We have videos of her playing with nurses. I mean, I, I, I honestly think the, the nurses did fall in love with her. I know that for a fact. Yeah. But I think she was an inspiration to them too. You know, she had, a big nursing staff that was there with her the whole time. And she was just happy all the time. And yeah. that, that's just her personality. And that, you know, that, that comes along with her having down syndrome is that, that it's almost like there's nothing that can kill her spirit. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really amazing to see that stuff. Yeah. Don't you wish you had just an ounce of that? I do. When I look at my son and he's so happy all the time and so joyful in spite of, you know, all that he deals with. And he is just, happy and content and yeah I, w- I wish i could have just just a smidgen yes. of her her spirit i love you know out of her life you founded this really amazing organization that i want us to talk a little bit about 
um, called the 321 tribe. So tell us about the 321 tribe, the meaning behind the name and just what you do with your organization that you started. Okay. So, uh, I've been a motorcycle rider since I was a child. You know, I grew up riding motorcycles. I had a street bike sitting in the garage and uh, JoJo's babysitters, which we know them now as Uncle Stu and Anthony, uh, they bought a motorcycle and they brought it to me and I basically made it look like it had exploded in my garage and put it all back together and put parts on it that he wanted. And JoJo had a heart surgery. She had a a VSD and an ASD at one years old, she had to have open heart surgery and have that repaired. And while I was in Vanderbilt with her, I noticed that there were, you know, this happens a lot. There's mm-hmm. a lot of these families that have things like this and have troubles and struggles. And, you know, it's, and, you know, me talking to Jojo's mom, I, I realized that, you know, these families aren't as fortunate as myself. And I had, a great job with good insurance and you know and and jojo had all the medical stuff she could ever need and not only that but you know roof over our heads clothes on our back the Mm -hmm. basic necessities that you know we take for granted sometimes and uh while sitting in the garage with uncle Stu, i just looked at him one day and said uh man we should go get patches let's say 321 tribe nothing down about it and we should just start getting motorcycle rides and stuff together to raise money for these families like that have been, you know, that deal with Down syndrome and mm-hmm. try to help these families out and see what we can do. And of course, Uncle Stu is a uh, very bullheaded individual. <laughs> he he hit the ground running with that idea, and it was a uh, meetings with the powers that be in the motorcycle world and getting blessings and stuff and you know everybody that we've met in the motorcycle community has been very very supportive of what we do uh Stu's always out there pounding the ground and trying to find resources and all that for us and we uh we started several other programs out of the tribe uh some of them you know basically all of them have spawned from something to do with our family in the tribe or Jojo or, you know, I, while Jojo was in Vanderbilt, I spent days up there without being able to wash Mm -hmm. and take a shower. Yeah. And it wasn't necessarily any fault of the hospital, you know, the parents are, they want to keep you comfortable, but in all honesty, you're the last thing they're concerned about. You know, they're concerned about the health of your child. Yeah. Not, not whether you got to shower that day. Mm Mm-hmm. So I noticed that they didn't have a lot of toiletries and stuff up there for the parents. And we started what we call blessing bags mm. where we deliver bags to the, the PICU up there. I have an amazing lady. Her name's uh, Stella. She meets me down in the garage there and picks them up. But we put toothpaste and all that in them and take them up there. So the parents can have a little bit of, you know, that good feeling of at least being clean, mm-hmm. you know, even though they might be dealing with something that's very bad. Yeah. Uh, we started blessing boxes where uh, Cookville Regional gets these boxes and they, uh, they go to parents that have lost a child. Like uh, 
whether it be through a miscarriage or, you know, stillborn or, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, a mother that thought they might get to go home with their baby that mm-hmm. day and did yeah. You know, there's, we had that happen to a, a member in our family, in our tribe. And, uh, it's just been a, a program that we're pretty passionate about because, you know, she went into the hospital one day to get a heartbeat and thought she was going to come home with our child in a couple of months and, you know, had to go through the whole process of giving birth to yeah. a child that was lifeless, you know? Yeah. So, uh, she was very unprepared. And we want these boxes to be there for those unprepared mothers and families. Uh, they got some of the same stuff the bags have in them, but she she put a different twist in there, the things she needed, you know, the just like a little thing to keep, you know, a fingerprint on or something like mm-hmm. that that, you know, mother might not have thought yeah. of. Yeah. A lot of different stuff. We do the uh the buddy walk every year. The, you know, and for anyone that might be watching, the Buddy Walk is the Down Syndrome Association of Middle Tennessee event. It's a fundraising event. They help a lot of families like us, too. They um, they do a celebration pretty much every year, and they uh, use it for a fundraiser and a competition for different families to raise money to donate to them that in turn goes towards programs in schools. Um, gift bags for new mothers you know just all kinds of great things that they do for families with down syndrome yeah and uh the past couple years we the first year we started the tribe we were a platinum sponsor of the buddy walk the second year we were a gold sponsor so we you know we're a small group of individuals of people that have come together as a mm-hmm. family that have been able to do some really amazing big things well, and it's beautiful. I mean, all of this was birthed out of the life of Jojo, you know, Yes. and, and, you know, I think so often people would look at our children with special needs and, and say, well, what do they have to offer? But look at all the good that is coming out of her little life and all the lives that are being touched and impacted. And so as you look to the future of your tribe, this 321 tribe, what are, what are some of the visions and missions that you have for the future of what you want to do? Uh, well, we always had a vision to just kind of do the things for the Down syndrome community that the Down syndrome association can't do, you know, the, the catch the ones that are falling through the cracks mm-hmm. on the outskirts that may not know. We want to raise awareness you know, that just because a child might have special needs or, you know, has Down syndrome or autism or anything that they they're not. They're special, but they're not incapable. They're not, you know, they need to be included in love, just like every other child. And uh, that, that's been our main goal from the very beginning. I personally, and I, I can I know I could speak for the rest of the tribe as well, that that our mission is to continue that and to grow in numbers and uh start just you know covering this area mm-hmm. with the love that they give us you yeah. know that, that we we get from jojo and that we get from ethan and you know all the all the children that we've been so privileged to meet and hang out with mm-hmm. we we want to take that love that we get from them or that we get from them and just pour it all over everybody 
and yeah. just show everybody what a blessing these children are. Well, I know you do a lot of your fundraising through poker runs and okay, I am I am clueless when it comes to that you know the motorcycle world. So fill us in on what that is and what that looks like and and how uh, that then brings in lots of other people to learn more about the families with special needs that you so love and serve. Okay, so a, a poker run is basically a, a a motorcycle ride that you have uh, five different locations and venues that you stop at, and uh, you start out with you know a card at your first stop, you know, where you're taking off from. You dot, draw a card from a deck. And you've got a poker hand at the end of it. At each one of those stops, you draw another card. Okay. And we'll have a, like a, a prize for the best hand, a prize gotcha. for the worst hand, you know, uh, different prizes for different hands. The uh, the 321 throws in a different twist on ours. At the end of it, you can pay extra money. You get $3, get you two extra cards. And you get to keep one of those cards. So gotcha. we call it the 321 twist. And you can exchange a card from your hand. So you can better your hand at, you know, playing poker. And, uh, you know, in, in the midst of all this, we're all talking about JoJo. And, you know, everything. It's, it's really just a big group of, of family. We, we all look like big, mean bikers. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're the perfect example of looks can be deceiving. You're right. Because uh, underneath all that leather and stuff that we've got on, the really big hearts, and mm-hmm. we're all there to raise money and to try to raise awareness. Yeah. And it, through the, this group of people, we've been able to do some really, really, really great things. So, if there's a family out there that is, lives in this area and they're needing some help, uh, how do they go about contacting you and to find out what you do? Uh, well, there's our website, there's a Facebook page. They don't have the internet. Um, my number, uh, that's 881-4264. You can call me, text me anytime, day or night. Um, and you know, if, if you see one of us, uh, you know, that you can approach us, you know, we always like to meet new people, especially new families and, uh, try to, like I said, grow. But anytime we've helped a family, we've always stayed in contact with them, and we always consider them kind of like members. Right. And uh, they're, you know, just family to us. I, there's really no other word. To mm-hmm. So you know, you've been doing this a, a little while, and so how have you seen lives impacted by what you're doing through your tribe? I'm sure. You're seeing, you know, the, the special needs families lives impacted, but I can only imagine just the people who come along on the rides and get the, when they get more awareness and whatnot, that you're seeing lives change on both sides of this. Uh, I've seen a lot of education. Yeah. More, more than anything, I've seen education. And that's a big deal for us because a lot of people just don't know what, what comes along with a child with Down syndrome or, you know, anything like that or autism or just a special needs child in general so these people that we meet that have never experienced it and you know a lot of people we meet say well I have a nephew with down syndrome Mm -hmm. or I have a cousin with down syndrome or my 
my second cousin twice removed from on right. my father's side right. as an autistic child, and they never knew actually what came along with all that. So they, they got an education from me and my members about what causes Down syndrome, the extra chromosome, you know, and all that, and uh, a better understanding. And, you know, bef- before we know it, in, in amongst all this, we've made friends and we, we've brought in, you know, brought in people because that person is going to go tell the next person and the next person. And mm-hmm. before you know it, it you know, everybody's going to know about this and yeah. uh, about the blessing and what comes along with it. Yeah. Well, you know, I really admire how you took your situation, you know, you have your daughter and, and all the medical things that she's been experiencing, all the things that you've gone through having a daughter with special needs. And, you know, a lot of people shut down when those things happen, but you used it to spark a flame to um, help other families. So, you know, if there's somebody listening who maybe, you know, God's put a little idea in their mind or a big idea in their mind about a way that they could maybe do something to impact the lives in their community, what would you say to them? Because you could have very easily just shut down and said, you know, gone to the dark side and and not <laughs> chosen to take this beautiful gift that God has given you and then use use what you've learned to bless other people. So what what do you think inspired you? And then what what would you tell somebody who may be thinking, oh, I don't know whether I should step out? Because you know, you, you've started an organization and and you know that can be seem overwhelming at times. But what would you say to somebody who may be on the fence, but they've got this idea they really feel called to do? Um I want to make one thing clear. It was not just me. Yeah. This is a whole team of people. And uh, I I can't take all the credit for this. I don't want any credit for it. Mm. This is, you know, it was something that it was an idea that I had that we took off with. But what I would say to someone to answer your question is that just do it. You know, just do it. I feel like I wasn't worthy. To have JoJo. Mm. Like, I wasn't. (laughs) Sorry. No, it's okay. But I feel like at that time in my life, and I still feel like it every time I see her, that I'm not worthy. Mm. I'm not worthy of the kind of love that she shows me. Wow. So instead of uh, bottling all that up or being selfish, and you know, I want to share it. I want to mm-hmm. share it with the world. I want to share everything about her and every every person like her and all the gifts that they have to give everybody else. You know, we've got a, a 15-year-old boy. I'm sure you've seen pictures of him, Ethan, that does these amazing paintings. Mm. And he sells them and doesn't keep a dime of it for himself. Yeah. He gives all of that back. And he's they, he's got paintings in the Pentagon. Wow. He's got paintings in the... The Knoxville mayor's office, he's got paintings everywhere all over the country, and he sold these. I've seen them go for hundreds of dollars. Mm. And, you know, I wouldn't blame a normal 15-year-old keeping that money and spending it on a pellet rifle or a bicycle or something like that. But on Ethan's own accord, he donates every bit of that money back to his community. He doesn't keep a dime of it. And he has that option. His parents give him the option. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do with this money? And he always says, give it to my buddies. Aww. So just that that kind of love, you know, and yeah. there's all kinds of teachings and stuff 
you know, in the Bible about, you know, helping your fellow man and helping your brother and helping mm-hmm. your neighbor. You know, why not do that? Mm-hmm. If you've got to, if you have a way and an opportunity, why not? Yeah. Even if you fail, you've tried. Mm. Yeah. I love that. Even if you failed, you tried, at least you've tried. And um, that's better than just sitting on the bench and not doing anything. So uh, I love that. And I love what you're doing. I love your heart for this community and how you've taken this, like I said, this gift that God blessed you with and you're sharing with others. And it's such a beautiful thing. And, you know, this year at Rising Above, our theme is restoration. And we're talking about ways that we're allowing God to bring restoration into our lives. So we're asking all of our podcast guests, what are ways that God is bringing restoration into your life? Or what are things you're doing that is allowing God to bring restoration into your life right now? No, just staying at it. Yeah. (laughs) The tribe has, oh my, it's, there's obstacles every day that come at this group. And, Mm -hmm. uh, we always seem to stay together and unified and, you know, we, we, we got hit by COVID just like every other organization did. Right. It went rampant through the, through all of my members, through me. And, you know, we all dealt with sickness, death. And then, you know, Jojo hit, you know, being in the hospital hit mm-hmm. us all hard. So, you know, just staying positive mm-hmm. and not giving up on yeah. our goal and our mission. That's a, uh, that's a big thing for me, you know, not losing sight of that first day in the garage, mm-hmm. you know, when, yeah. what we started this for. Yeah. So that that's, you know, just, and remembering that it, it wasn't me, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it, I've been blessed and it's my job to share those blessings. Mm, that's right. My, my late husband used to say, uh, God had told him, I've given you a blessing what you do with it is up to you. Yes. And that's so true for all of us. We've been given these beautiful blessings and we can either choose to go into the pit and not share this gift that we've been given or we can do like what you've done and just bring hope to other people. So Stephen, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for what you're doing with the special needs community and for special needs families. And uh, it's been a joy to get to talk to you today. No, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Rising Above Ministries podcast. If you like what you hear, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review. This helps others like you find our content more easily. You can learn more about how Rising Above Ministries is encouraging the special needs community by checking out our website at risingaboveministries.org or by finding us on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to connecting with you.